the Baltimore Ravens have a potentially sneaky week six advantage over the Tennessee Titans as they travel abroad to take on Tennessee. We talk about what it is and so much more coming up next on this episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Ravens. We're your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, and I'm your host, Kevin Ostreicher, here of Ravens Wire. We are here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And as always, thank you so much for being here on this Purple Friday, making us your first listen each and every day. Free and available all podcasting platforms that includes in video form on YouTube and anywhere you get your audio podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash Locked On NFL and use code all lowercase Locked On NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And as it is Purple Friday, we have Kadri Ismail back in the house, former Ravens wide receiver and a Super Bowl champion. And Q, the Ravens are looking to win a Super Bowl this year, but they've had a ton of sloppiness, I think, highlighted again in that week five loss of the Steelers. But now they have an opportunity to go across the pond and pick up a big AFC win against the Titans. I'm just going to breathe because you look at the NFL and every year, you get caught up in the hype of the offseason. In the offseason, you think you're just going to run through your schedule and you can pick out all these wins. But then at the same time, this is the NFL, and the season starts to go. The train leaves the station, and then you start to figure out what the team is actually like. What did we talk about in the beginning of the year? This is a team. Hey, retool, got new contracts, all the things. And going into training camp, boy, they're healthy. Boy, if we can just continue this. Well, they go through their, their, their early season onslaught of injuries. Then you look and you're thinking that, man, this is a, uh, uh, an opportunity to kind of like control the AFC North by getting road wins against your, your AFC foes. And here we are. We're, we're, we're heading into week six. And I... I kind of know what this team is about, but then I also kind of don't. There's a lot of inconsistencies, and yes, the Titans are standing right there. They're an inconsistent football team as well. So I think over across the pond, we're, we're going to witness whether or not uh, what what team will come away with the victory simply because we just don't know who's who in the zoo when it comes to the Ravens or the Titans. Yeah, and I think this is a big week just for bounce back for Baltimore after having such a letdown game against the Steelers in week five. But with going across the pond, going to London, obviously we know what happened last time in 2017. We don't talk about that game, 44 <laughs> points put up by the Jaguars. But the Ravens are doing things differently this time. John Harbaugh and you know the Ravens have really put together a plan and spent a lot of time looking at everything and making sure that things go differently. And part of that was arriving early. The Ravens left on Monday. I think they got there Monday night-ish, early Tuesday morning, late Monday night. And I think an advantage, a sneaky advantage they have, Q, is the fact that they've arrived early. They've adjusted to the time difference. They've gotten practices in. They're practicing, you know, at Tottenham, with Tottenham Hotspur, where the Spurs play. But the Titans, on the other hand, left last night. They left Thursday after their practice. They're going to get there probably early Friday morning, mid-Friday 
I think to me, that's an advantage for the Ravens, partially because we saw the Bills, who played last week against the Jaguars, arrived late in the week. I think they left on Friday, and the Jaguars, who had already been there for a little bit, beat them in week five. So I think with the time difference and everything, it's really important and really key, at least it has been, to get there, get familiar with their surroundings, and especially adjust so you're not jet-lagged by the time kickoff happens. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think all of that factors in. I mean, again, from a training aspect of things, sleep is so incredibly critical. Uh, there's different circadian rhythms that you deal with that, you know, researchers are recognizing, heck, you got a circadian rhythm for your belly, you got a circadian rhythm as far as just your overall brain health and your sleep cycle of that circadian rhythm. And when you travel different time zones from, good God, the West Coast and East Coast, you're talking three hours. Well, you're talking six hours now. And if, in fact, you look at what Jacksonville has done in their time, Shahid Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, he's like, look, we ain't selling out my stadium. We for darn sure we going over abroad and we going to play. So they kind of they know they know what's at stake. They know how to, like, make it happen for themselves. And I think, yeah, getting over there early, getting your body acclimated is well worth it. And I think there are some teams that probably like the Titans. They've been over there. I think it was 2019-ish or something. And for them, they felt like, yeah, we're a two-point conversion away from winning the game. Okay. The fact that they felt that way and they're going to stick to that programming, knock yourself out. I think for the Ravens, they got a bad taste in their mouth as far as asking some of the players, hey, what could we have done differently? Hey, maybe we could have went over there earlier. Maybe we could have realized a, a better opportunity to get on a an East Coast type schedule uh, or get away from an East Coast, Coast schedule and get more like on the schedule of being over in London and being in that time zone and allowing your body to be at its maximum so you could play your best. It's just part of the game, like part of trying to gain an advantage because Every little detail matters between wins and losses in the professional football league. And I think in this particular case, John Harbaugh and company, like, look, let's go over there early. Let's let's figure it out. Let's see if uh, this is going to help our team. Yeah, and I know that another big factor with everything, Q, and these little things that can either help or hurt you is injuries and health. And we've obviously seen over the past four years that has not been in the Ravens' favor. But the injury report going into this game is very good. Adapa Owe, the only one that's not practicing. It feels like the Ravens will get most, if not all those guys outside of Adapa Owe back this week. Now, I do want to ask you in the upcoming minutes about Marcus Williams and Marlon Humphrey and what you saw from them. But there is a bit of concern heading into this game about the turf and the playing surface in London. There have been videos that have surfaced of the turf essentially getting rolled out on the concrete and everything, and Von Miller took to the Pat McAfee show and said, quote, I really couldn't believe that we had high-class athletes playing on that turf in London. I've been playing in the league for 13 years, and that was some of the worst turf that I've played on. I was teammate Matt Milano suffered a broken leg and a torn ligament in his knee. There have been multiple injuries happening in London. Is there any concern for you with this Ravens team that's already been so banged up and maybe some of these players not being 100% out there right now that the turf could cause further complications or new ones for different players? This is such a complicated yet simple subject. Obviously, I do my missile training. Clearly, 
I have had my fair share of injuries throughout my time. Part of the thing that I've recognized is that the one who can recover the fastest is the one who wins. When you and I have been talking for the last two seasons, we've delved into the art of the training, the art of the recovery. We just finished talking about it as far as how do you get yourself on a proper time frame and then you travel you know, early or you travel later. You know, the, the Titans feel like they can travel later, get away with it. The Ravens don't feel quite the same way. There are so many ways to skin a cat. What I'm saying is, is this, and it is true. You can, yeah, do your traditional training and you can expect to just go out there and play and not have a knee injury or a ligament tear of some sort or some sort of soft tissue that's going to bother you. Or you can train the right way and do the way in which you can keep your body in a position where it's more durable. Surface does matter in both equations. I vividly remember my time as an NFL and college and technically high school player because we had the artificial surface. We had like it was carpet. And yes, yeah, some carpeted surfaces were worse than others. We don't, you'd always complain, oh man, my back is just killing. Oh, yeah, my knees, top of my knees, you know, I got tendonitis on it. And for Von Miller and company to talk about the way in which, yeah, you could you could roll out. I'm putting on my fingers to show that the the yarn, you know, is supposed to stick up like this. And then what happens is you fill it in with all that crumb rubber, which is another thing because now they're talking about how. The crumb rubber has actually uh, been carcinogenic, but we'll digress for a moment on that. With the crumb rubber being in there, it's supposed to keep the yarn up and allow for your cleat to go down and keep you to feel like grass. Well, the crumb rubber gets compacted or the yarn itself gets flattened. And now you don't have quite what it was supposed to be. All of that, there are machines that literally help keep the crumb rubber like plush and able to uh, be in a good playable condition. They have those machines uh, over in, in Europe, and I'm surprised that they aren't using them. I know this because I was in the synthetic turf business for a little while there in the business called G9 Turf. We talked to so many different counties and states and high schools and everything about how to make sure your turf is in good operating condition for people to play on. So it surprises me that Tottenham, the Hotspurs, with a brand new multi-million pound stadium, it has that turf. That, that surprises me. And I think when you're talking about the Ravens and how many injuries they've been through. It would be the worst case scenario if you went out of that. I mean, everybody talks about the commander stadium and how bad that surface, the MetLife, how bad that stadium has been with injuries. Yeah. If London starts to gain that reputation in either Ravens or Titans players go down in this one, it will continue that conversation to an already super, super huge. I think when you talk about the turf and when you figure about how big of it, conversation it's become i mean with the commanders with the jets and all those stadiums it will only add fuel to the fire into what comes next because players are already being so outspoken and i think rightfully so 
about how they want to play on grass and how they feel like grass is better and will reduce the risk of injuries. But coming up in the second part of the show here, we'll be talking about the Ravens and Titans preview and get Q's final thought on the turf situation. So I'm sure to stay tuned for that. We'll be right back on Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor-created, doctor-recommended. And everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. It's really important for everyone to make sure that they can take care of themselves. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. And it's really simple to use Jace Medical. They handle everything from the online evaluation, the licensed pharmacy medication delivery, an ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Jace Medical, make sure that you are prepared for the unexpected. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. We're back. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Oshak is still here with Kadri Ismail talking Ravens Titans, talking field conditions in QI. We, we're going to pick up right where we left off with the turf conversation quickly here before we move into the actual game preview. Because I think, again, your insight has been really good on the whole turf situation and how it can impact injuries. Is there anything else you're concerned about with that? Or do you have any other points you want to make on that whole situation? Well, see, this is where I, the economics of it comes in. Because, for example, you have Pittsburgh. They have uh, natural grass. You have Philadelphia. They have natural grass. Uh, the Commanders, natural grass. Um, Cleveland, natural grass. Cincinnati, not natural grass. The Baltimore Ravens, MT Bank Stadium, the Maryland Stadium Authority. Steve Bashotti was like, well, wait a minute, I'm looking around this topography and this geographical location in the Northeast. And you know, what what, what do we what do we what do we got here? So basically he's just like, hey, uh, what, what are we doing? Guys are like, we want natural grass. He was like, done. Check this out. Literally, they had uh while obviously the Ravens' last home game, it came, it went, and now you have this long stretch of games where they are not at the vault right now, M&T Bank, and now they're going to come back after this game. They're going to play the Detroit Lions at home. Steve Bishotti years ago was like, all right, what do we need to do to make this grass field like, happen? And the way the stadium is constructed, as the sun goes over the stadium, there are some uh, blind spots or some shaded spots that can inhibit the growth of it as it gets late October, right into November, right into the meat of the season. Bruh, he got sun lamps to go ahead and push into the field. So there's always opportunity for the field to grow. There was a concert that was playing when you look at that concert that was Stevie Nicks and uh, Billy Joel or something, I think it was. Bruh, they have this grass rolled up and brought in some new grass from South Carolina, grown in South Carolina, then moved to North Carolina for final uh, seeding and analysis. And then they trucked it up here. As soon as the was over, boom, they laid it down. And now, I mean, 
bro, that's that's dollars. And they're like, no, we don't care. We're going to do what we need to do. So ownership, you're not getting that from Cincinnati, who just, just, just now got a new indoor facility and they were practicing at their facility in Cincinnati on that hard surface, that synthetic surface. Or MetLife Stadium, they're not going, they're a billion dollar stadium. The Jets and the Giants, they're not trying to roll out or whomever is in charge of that stadium. They're not trying to roll out uh, new grass or synthetic grass that are not, excuse me, natural grass, not synthetic grass. They're easily rolling out the synthetic stuff. But the natural grass, they're not going to do the extra to allow for it to be cultivated the way it needs to be. I mean, it's dollars. It comes down to dollars. And that's where my frustration comes in because you're you're talking about a billion dollar business. And yet you're like, yeah, we care, we care, we care. But you're not putting your money where your mouth is. That's that's true caring. Put your money where your mouth is. Steve Bashotti has done that. You've seen Pittsburgh done that. I know up in Philly, I'll never forget, literally Steve Lurie, uh, or Jeffrey Lurie, excuse me, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, when I was, you know, kind of like my final years, and I'm like looking around, and that's right when the new synthetic turf was just like the buzz of it. And I remember, you know, Jeffrey Lurie was kind of like walking the field. I was like, hey, Mr. Lurie, how you doing? Cool, 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 whatever, whatever. I was like, man, so what you going to do with the new stadium? Are you going to put in like natural or are you going to go ahead? And he's like, oh, we put in natural. I was like, what about that new synthetic stuff? Nah. I just don't think it's worth it. We're going to put it natural. It's a commitment from ownership at every spot in the league to do the right thing. And, and I think that's that's sorely missing when it comes to the health and welfare of players. Well, yeah, and obviously the, the health should be number one. That should be the number one priority. And maybe as the game continues to expand and in London, if there is a full-time franchise there, maybe Jacksonville goes over. Who knows? If there's a stadium there, Maybe they decide, you know, because right now they're only playing a handful of games over there and they, they just roll up the turf and bring it out. But you want to have as much safety as you can. And with Von Miller saying what he said, it does raise a little concern for both teams, Ravens and the Titans, in week six. But getting into the actual preview of things, Q, this is a game that the Ravens probably need to win just to get their spirits back up after whatever we saw on Sunday against Pittsburgh with the seven drops. To me, it does feel like a prime bounce back spot, especially with the jet lag and the timing conversation that we talked about in the first segment. Tennessee as a whole, they, they've struggled a little bit this year. Now, the rushing defense is a top 10 unit, but their pass defense is a bottom five unit in the league. And rushing and passing on offense, they're right in the middle of the pack towards the lower end. I feel like Baltimore, if they can get into a rhythm and start fast, the key has been when they've started fast, they've kind of fizzled out. They need to have consistency from the first quarter through the fourth quarter, not so much of this start fast and slow or start slow and fast type of stuff. Yeah. You know, what, what gets me every year, you know, again, like you get that personality of your team and, and, and I just think that there's this buzz of confidence with the Ravens and they're showing it, but then when adversity hits, a fumble, um, a big run, and now you're you're coughing up the ball. We've seen that twice in the Colts game as well as in the Steelers game. And they just can't get over that mistake. And then it snowballs into other mistakes. 
And that's where I think like that mental toughness of like saying you're a champion or you desire to, to play championship football, like the good teams have that, like, we're either going to bully you or we're going to be tough minded. Um, we're going to we're we're, we're 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 using all our players. We dare you to try to stop him or him or him. We dare you to come up against us defensively here, here or here. Like, I don't see that. And I think that's where, you know, Kevin, this team, its identity has to be more like a mental toughness of like just, you know, we're the Ravens, you're not. And they let two games slip away from them that show you cannot just show up and expect to just win. You cannot play sloppy and, and let a team hang around like a, a heated division rival. I mean, they were ready to rip into the the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I mean, rip. Like, you could feel the energy of the stadium, like, just just grumbling, and you let them off the hook. You just, as a team, you let them off the hook, and, and, and that's not championship football. And the point that I've been making is – we can admit two things. One, the Ravens defense is playing lights up football, like 1,000% they have been. But two, the offenses that they've been playing, a new quarterback and head coach in week one, the Bengals offense, which didn't look right in week two, backup quarterback in week three, backup quarterback in week four, and the Steelers offense, which still is in shambles in week five. If the Ravens offense keeps putting the defense in these bad situations, this game will, would not be 10 to 8 in the fourth quarter if they were playing the 49ers or the Dolphins because eventually, despite how good the defense has been playing, the Steelers' offense, the Browns' offense, the Colts, they yeah. never consistently took advantage of those mistakes that the Ravens' offense made. Good teams will, and you can't have that continued sloppiness, and we'll get to this in the final part of the show, Q, but for me, I was expecting some level of identity searching and some level of just catching and getting up to full speed because it's a new offense. There are new players. They've been injured a little bit. But the level of the sloppiness, the extremes, 13 penalties, that's a lot of penalties. Four fumbles on four drives, that's a lot of fumbles on consecutive drives. Seven drops, that's an absurd number of drops. The consistency of the sloppiness has been, it's not just on the coaches, it's not just on the players. It's a you know combination of the two. But that was not what I was expecting. So coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Get into the drops, the state of the Ravens, and predicting the Ravens and Titans matchup. So we should have stayed tuned. Still a ton to get to on the show. But first, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And if you're looking for daily fantasy sports, Prize Picks is the place for you. Prize Picks is the most fun so many have had, winning up to 25 times their money this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. The formula is super simple as well. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds, and they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And for this week's Ravens game abroad, Maybe you're looking at Lamar Jackson going for more than his projected yard total or Zay Flowers maybe having a bounce back game and going for more than his projected touchdown total, maybe scoring his first ever NFL touchdown. There are so many things that Price Picks has to offer, including weekly promotions like Taco Tuesday, which means each Tuesday's Price Picks discounts like player projections up to 25% to provide even more value with Price Picks reboot policy. You're actually stay in play, even if one or more of your players 
gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And there are so many different types of ways you can win money over on Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. We're back rounding out Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allshaker still here with Kadri Ismail on Purple Friday. And Q, going back to the point I made right before we headed into the second break there, I'm very curious just to hear your thoughts on the sloppiness that we've seen because there's been a lot of conversation, especially from the national media, about Lamar Jackson and the game he had and the receivers and the drops. And a lot of the attention was pointed at the rugby balls that Keith Williams has had the Ravens practicing with. And with you being a former wide receiver – I want to get your opinion because those rugby ball, the rugby workouts got roasted. You know, Rex Ryan roasted them. A couple others roasted them. What's your take on, on Keith Williams training these guys with rugby balls? Because he he's been doing it for the past couple of seasons. It's not like it just started this year. Yeah, see, and that's, that's something that I, I, I think. Okay. I have, obviously, my corrective lenses on. Uh, I have an astigmatism that, like, your eye should be shaped like this. My eye is flat. It's bad. I, I went through vision therapy. I, I am pleasantly shocked <laughs> that I had an opportunity to play in the National Football League with my eyes that bad. Your depth perception and the way in which you see and, and interact with the world dictates and helps your athleticism. That being said, through that vision therapy, I have gained a healthier respect of the art of catching. I've trained many a person and under pressure does it work. That's my goal standard. Under pressure does it work. And I know for a fact that from a vision aspect of things, the more you can zoom out and in with your peripheral vision, not your central vision, the better that you can team your eyes together, the better you're going to have with the depth perception of catching the ball. So you do a ton of drills where you might just do one eye. You might do just the ability from different angles with the eyes, different able to catch it in certain ways and different size balls. We had, uh, we, they, the Ravens, had utilized uh, tennis balls. Well, this is like 2000, you know, 17, 18, 19, 2020, 2021. Like, but I'm talking back when I was 1994, 1995, I was using tennis balls and a patch over the one eye just to help my ocular vision. And so when you look at the bigger picture of things, Man, the rugby ball is just a tool in the tool belt of what Keith Williams and company are doing to help the guys feel and see and understand the, the, the way in which to catch the ball. That's it. It's similar to like if you're looking at guys trying to learn the art of the tackle without hurting the guy, you got a donut now. And that donut's been around for a while now. You have different ways in which offense alignment well if that's the case then the offense alignment shouldn't be hitting pads they're like these little pads that you put up on the wall or to stay low you got to go under these like 
makeshift, uh, I call them tents, but they're like these big makeshift uh, coverings that you kind of like crawl underneath to help the offensive lineman get the understanding of staying low. To not fumble the ball, well, they put like a huge now. Before it wasn't as big, but now they put these huge straps that are tied to the ball. And they actually sell them now where like it was like a makeshift thing, but now they got it where they 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 sell these big straps and they're pulling at the ball and you got these certain drills that you do. Shut the front door, Rex Ryan and company, when y'all talking about, you know, a coach being innovative and, and helping out the guys and their nervous system and trying to help them be able to just stimulate the body to be able to catch the ball. You do it with all these other drills, you do it with all these other tools. That's no different. So you got to miss me with all that. Yeah, I think that it got a lot more attention than I thought it would and a lot more backlash too. I mean, I understand that it's not like it's not a natural thing to do, but I think in training, you don't want to just have everything be cookie cutter vanilla. You want to give players and whoever you're training opportunities with different things and the rugby ball is just a situation that's going on there. But the sloppiness has been a concern. And mm -hmm. it's been consistent. It's been consistently different too, which with each thing being, you know, penalties and drops and fumbles and turnovers and everything like that. I thought Lamar had a, a rather good game against the Steelers. So the interception was not good. I'm not going to defend that throw. But mm -hmm. I think other than that, he was hitting his receivers and they were just dropping them wide open drops going up against a Tennessee team where again, the strength is in the run defense for Tennessee do you feel like this is a game that Baltimore wins? Do you feel like Baltimore bounces back here or are they flying home to play Detroit in week seven with another loss under their belt? Yeah. I, I mean, again, you know, Tennessee, like I said, they've done their win loss, win loss, win loss as well. They've been up and down sure that they can be styled against the run. But I think this Ravens ball club, if Morgan Moses comes back, I think Patrick McCarry's done a phenomenal job this year. So I don't doubt it. Uh, I think Ronnie Stanley needs a huge bounce back game. Um, I think, you know, from a running back aspect of things, that running back room, mother of pearl, like they, they need to just step up because they've been, like, you can't have these explosive runs and, and then all of a sudden fumble the ball. That's just, you know, not it. Uh, Lamar, <laughs> if he had issues with like not playing as well with, uh, the, the, the games against Pittsburgh, he showed up. Now, again, you're right. Uh, the interception, um, that was just bad flow of it. I saw uh, one of the pundits, I think it was Dan Olofsky, uh, VSPN, he talked about kind of like how to throw the, the fade route and all that. And I was like, yep. It just clicked in my mind. Like, yeah, I could totally see the timing of it all. Was it great? Odell Beckham certainly didn't help his, his cause out either. He got jammed, and I don't think he really ran the greatest of routes. So there was a lot there. That's not excusing Lamar's interception. Um, but I think overall, like, Lamar did well, uh, and, his, and his people around him just didn't step up to help him out. Like, <laughs> they didn't at all. Breathe a minute, Kadri, because I am so keyed up right now because I think this is a winnable game. Like, I really am like, fellas, if y'all want to get to where you need to get, these next two weeks are against teams that, like, yeah, Detroit trying to act like they're the big, big new dude on the block, and Tennessee is trying to stay relevant, and they're fighting for their relevancy as well. Like, you got other teams that are starting to separate themselves over in the NFC, like a 49ers, 
over here in the AFC and Dolphins, like, they're like, all right, cool. You know what? We're we trying to do what we're doing. Kansas City is like, hey, man, ho-hum. Let's keep our thing rolling. So if you're trying to keep up, this is like starting to get into the, 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 the landing of the plane of the first part of the season. And it's going to be you are what your record says you are. You need to be at four and two, five and two when you look back on this first part of the season. Yeah, one hundred percent. And the Ravens this week forward have the third hardest strength of schedule in the NFL. It includes games against the 49ers and the Dolphins, all three AFC North opponents again. And other teams that have been sneaky, like the the Lions are the best team in the NFC North right now. The Rams have been eons better than I thought they'd be this season. So these are the games where you're thinking, look, the Titans, you've mentioned it. They've been inconsistent this season. We're not talking about prime Derrick Henry anymore. We're not talking about prime DeAndre Hopkins. Those are still really good players. But at this point, I think that with how good the Ravens have been outside of the sloppiness, and again, you have to factor in everything. I think this should be a Ravens win, but you know we've said that against the Colts, which looked like a very winnable game. We said that against the Steelers, which looked like a very winnable game. And they just kept them around for a little too long, and this that's what happened. So I will I will say I'll believe the Ravens will learn from their mistakes. If it happens again, I'll know how much belief I'll have left. But I'm going to say the Ravens win 24 to 14 over the Titans. But Q, I appreciate you hopping on. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope when we talk next week, I really hope that this team pulls it together, puts up a dominant performance in London because I think it'll go a long way for their confidence and just how they're viewed around the league in general. Shout out to the Stevenson's women's lacrosse team. I had a chance to speak with them and talk to them and motivate them as far as their upcoming season. And at the same time with the Ravens, don't get it done. I think we're looking at a whole different ball game because you talked about that strength of schedule. I mean, you are what your record says you are. I think they're going to be a middle of the pack football team looking at barely making it in, maybe a wild card or missing the playoffs entirely. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, because if they start to drop these games, especially conference games, this is a conference game. If you were to lose one of the next two weeks, you'd want to lose to Detroit because that's a non-conference opponent. So get the win this week and then you move forward one week at a time for the Ravens. That's all I have for you today, Q. I appreciate you as always. Be sure to follow him over on Twitter at I am Now That link will be in the description below. When we get back here on Sunday, we'll be doing an instant reaction live stream to the Ravens and Titans game. So be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here then on Lockdown Ravens.